Hello and welcome to Living Your Legacy. My name is Lynn McCormick. I'm a senior strategist on the Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services team here at UBS. The mission of our group is to serve as a thought partner to exceptional families. We understand that our clients' needs extend beyond the purely financial, so we take a strategic and sustainable approach to managing their wealth for continuity. Part of this is working with our clients and their families to help them articulate and implement a legacy. Through our dialogue, we hope to inspire and guide clients to explore their purpose and begin building their legacy. This concerted effort to identify guiding values and creating a legacy takes time, but can be built through intentional decisions and actions. Our guests today are Jim Ritterhoff and Roger Sparks. Jim left behind the lights, camera, and action making award-winning screenplays and advertising campaigns to focus on his joint passion for marine conversation and veteran welfare. Roger is a veteran and a recipient of the Silver Star for Valor, where the word hero is insufficient to describe his 25 years of impossible service with the Recon Marine and Air Force Rescue. Many people spend the time looking for inspiration for a legacy, and for others, like Jim, their legacy finds them. As a founder and creative director of the New York City-based advertising and content production company, Chowder, Jim wrote and directed the feature film came and went, and authored the children's book, Took the Specialist Turtle. His love for the ocean, scuba diving, and conservation called him to action, where his creativity, network, and leadership skills led him to found Force Blue, a marine conservation charity that repurposes highly experienced master divers from the Special Forces to help conserve and restore marine life environments. Force Blue seeks to serve two problems, the declining health of our planet's marine resources and the difficulty returning combat veterans have in adjusting to civilian life. Roger Sparks is one such veteran who has been with Force Blue from the inception. His service experience specializing in honing the skills of elite forces within the Special Forces, and providing specialist medical evacuation for Special Forces operations is something not even Marvel could imagine for a lead character. Roger has mined the furthest extremes of human endurance and experience to recover jewels of wisdom he now uses to support other veterans on their journey to a balanced life. Force Blue is one of many avenues he uses his voice, skills, and abilities to strengthen the veteran community. Jim and Roger, welcome to Living Your Legacy. It is a privilege to have you with us as we celebrate Veterans Day. Thank you, William. Thank you very much. Jim, I think, let, let's start with you, if that's okay. If you cast your mind back to when you were enjoying a successful and celebrated career in an industry that... It's notoriously for, for challenging to, to succeed in. How did your passion for marine conservation move you from a hobby 
to a new venture, you know, walking away from your su successful life in the media? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Liam. I think I think there's a lot of luck to be involved. Uh, actually, a lot of luck involved. I um, I was fortunate enough through, you know, both my career in advertising and in entertainment to have had clients that were uh, either directly associated with uh, travel, tourism, you know, warm weather destinations where diving was a, a big sport, and where as a result. Um, you know, there's a lot of care about marine conservation. That's really how I fell into it. Um, you know, I one of my clients was the Cayman Islands Department of Tourism. I worked with them for about 13 years, and I got to be um, very intimately involved in the problems that they face in keeping, you know, keeping their natural resources um, in good shape. So it, it just was fortuitous. I've been diving my whole life, but I had a chance through my career to really explore it and to understand more about it. And then at the same time, yes, I've had a successful career in advertising and in entertainment, but I think something was missing and it, it was sort of gnawing at me. I mean, they are difficult industries to really feel like what you're doing is, is meaningful um, sometimes. And I think it was just all the systems were there for me to want to uh, branch out and do something else. And it, it just so happens that a mutual friend of Rogers and mine, um, you know, was in trouble. And, and that was really the genesis, trying to help him in his struggle, his transition out of the military, uh, and, and using a dive vacation basically to do it, really put the wheels in motion for the formation of Force Blue. Thank you. I think uh, what I heard you say now is really interesting about uh, – yeah, there's something missing and this idea for 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 meaning and 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 purpose and also this sort of the 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 providential or or fortuitous meetings and and, and i think from the our previous conversation it, you said there's a lot of there's a lot of um uh for, you know for, fortuitous meetings that happened and and often we we speak to clients about starting with the end in mind but sometimes we don't have a clarity on what that end is. What would have surprised you about the journey with Force Blue? And are there any outcomes that you could not have predicted that are now an important part of the mission? And perhaps just sort of give a, a sort of uh, a, a brief overview of that, you know, that journey to, to, from creation to where you are now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there, but it is, it continues to surprise me every day, honestly. It is a dynamic, um, ever-evolving thing, living thing, really. Uh, I, would, I would say Force Blue is. I think, you know, what has surprised me, I mean, there are a lot of surprises along the way. Uh, anyone who's ever tried to start a nonprofit organization uh, can tell you the challenges that, you know, I don't think coming from traditional world of business, uh, you know, necessarily equips you for all the challenges faced when you, you try to start from scratch a nonprofit. So there's all that, um, which has been challenging and, and, and continues to surprise. But I think that the dynamic that I spoke of it is what has been both most, uh, most challenging, most interesting and, and most rewarding for me is, um, sort of what we've seen from both the veteran community and the scientific community that we've, we've tried to pair, right? I think all of us from the very beginning understood that with, 
you know, guys like Roger, men and women like Roger, these highly trained, highly skilled warriors, um, it would be easy to get them involved in something that they would pour themselves into and deliver tremendous results. What we were less sure of was how the scientific community would respond to suddenly some very different individuals wanting to get involved in what they've devoted their lives to, right? Because, you know, SEALs and scientists isn't the easiest necessarily right away, the easiest, uh, the easiest meshing. But what I've been delighted by, encouraged by, and what has made it so, I think, uh, successful in the six years since we started is just how well the two communities have come together, in particularly, in particular, how responsive the scientific community has been, um, welcoming, you know, the help, but also, I think, being inspired by it. You know, I, I always tell the anecdote of after one of our missions, I received a letter from a, you know, 65-year-old college professor who was in the field with us who said, thank you. You guys reminded me of why I got in this 40 years ago in the first place. You know, the, you know, I'm tired. I, I, re, I write, I, I write papers and I, I put things out there that, that nobody reads, but you guys showed me, you know, that kind of, that passion and I'm, I'm reborn. And I, and I think that's, that's the thing about Force Blue that I think is, is, is so infectious is it just, um, it, it makes people feel like they're, they're finding a way to answer some sort of call that maybe they didn't even know they had anymore. So I think that would be the biggest surprise element for me is how much of a, of a need there is out there for, for like you said, a dynamic legacy. Yeah, that, that, that's great. I mean, I, I love the idea of this, you know, two, two highly specialized and focused communities that on one level have very different, um, uh, approaches to life and then, you know, bringing them together in this space and both, both communities feeding off each other. You know, we always encourage our clients, you know, to be strategic, to look at and, and plan things. But there's an element here of just testing and adjusting of actually we've got an idea, putting it together. Yes, it's working, but then there's these intangible but very powerful um, components that, that come out of it, which is, you know, which speaks speaks very loudly. Uh, and, and I guess we shouldn't, I'm, I'm not surprised as a former serviceman myself that, um, you know, the, that, that these guys can adapt and bring real value to these situations. One of the key characteristics of successful families and family enterprises are shared values and, and a shared mission to accomplish you know, what they want to do. And I know that with Force Blue, you say buoyancy, belonging, and betterment are the words that you've chosen for Force Blue. Do you want to give a very quick sort of, uh, you know, what, do, what do those words mean to you and how do they inform your approach to the mission? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. When we started out trying to uh, put on paper what Force Blue was going to be, before we had, you know, even a mission statement, we had those three words, uh, buoyancy, belonging, and betterment. Um, I think what they encapsulate for me anyway is, is really the overall, um, you know, what we're out to achieve as Force Blue. Buoyancy. Obviously, there's a bit of a, a, 
a double meaning there in the uh, scuba diving world. Uh, buoyancy is very important. It is what frees you underwater to uh, experience um, the underwater world like, like all the other uh, animals uh, in it. Uh, so it's a very important component of, of diving, but it also references the struggle we sometimes have in our lives and particularly for our veterans, maybe in their transitions to, to find their feet again, you know, to get that mm-hmm. balance that, um, you know, was so easy for them in the military. It's a, it's a different thing, you know, when you're back and, and, and to be able to sort of have that balance, that buoyancy. Belonging, you know, I've, I've long believed that it is one of the most important things for us as human beings, whether it's it's uh, groups of friends or, you know, Raj, and I'm sure he will, talks a lot about tribe and, and how important it is uh, for us to have that. And I think it's, it's even more important nowadays. I think there's a sort of a, a crisis of a real positive belonging in the world and, and you know, we, if we don't have positive things to belong to, we find negative things to belong to, you know, things that can be destructive and, and really not be in our best interest. So providing that positive sense of belonging to something that has its, mm. you know, it's, it's not rituals, but it, it has its trappings of being a thing is very important. And then um, betterment is really the whole ballgame is, you know, it, it's great to get together and go do things, you know, whether that's surfing or hiking or fly fishing or, you know, it's it's wonderful to get groups of people, particularly veterans, you know, who, who may need the community together to go do things. But if you're not doing something that improves the world, you're missing out on the whole, that sort of whole service component that is just inherent to who people like Roger are, you know? So as long as we're doing something that we can say, this is for the, this is for a higher cause. This is for something beyond ourselves. This is trying to make the world a better place. That's therapeutic, you know, and that, so there you have it. You sort of have the balance of buoyancy, the, the need to, to, to create tribe and belonging. And then lastly, the sense that, if we're going to do something, let's see something for the betterment of the of the world. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, I I have a little experience of, di- of diving, and I my recollection as you were talking of buoyancy in terms of trying to, you know, trying to just micro adjustments can have a huge effect when you're underwater, and that struggle to be comfortable in that space, not going too high, not going too low, and that's a really good analogy of sometimes the small adjustments we need to make in a new context, you know, where we're underwater, but in life as well, that's really powerful. Uh, Roger, um, I'm, clean, I'm keen to hear from you on these, on these things. And I know that you know, service life is so different on active duty overseas is, is so different from any normal experience. And, and yet, you know, special forces, is it the extreme end of service life, particularly what you have experienced? And um, what steps have helped you make meaning from your life of service and helped you to return to a, a normal life with your family? Yeah, the, thank you, Ian. So, um, wow, that's, that's a pretty broad stroke. Uh, <laughs> I've been retired now for about uh, four to five years. 
And, uh, you know, you've been, you know, speaking about a lot of these things, I mean, and, and particularly coming from the world of special operations, uh, it's a very surreal existence, you know, to either, you know, be projecting violence or be doing these uh, very extreme, uh, uh, you know, just disciplines uh, as a way of life. And to do those for 25 years, it, uh, it pretty, it, it's a, it's one of those things that is lost on us, but to, to retire and attempt to gain traction with the pieces of your life or to find value from your experiences is extremely challenging. Uh, one of the things that you had mentioned early on in this conversation is the power of synchronicity, serendipity, or grace, right? And I truly believe uh, some of the things, some of my life experiences have taught me are that, you know, life rewards embracing risk with courage. And, and uh, you know, this whole precept of Force Blue was an idea. I mean, you know, approximately six years ago or so, um, you know, I had a dear friend that was close with Jim that was having extremely dark and challenging times. Uh, attempting to do the very things that you asked me with this question of, of how do you integrate after a life of special operations into this normal world where, you know, a lot of it in the Western society is based off of consumerism, is based off with of just this kind of soulless environment where you're trying to to make sense of your experiences and, and, and how to, you know, extrapolate value from these very surreal moments and, and intense ways of living and uh you know jim i met jim at this cafe with my dear friend rudy reyes and they offered me this idea of force blue and it was absolutely at the perfect timing like the timing and the synchronicity of force blue and its involvement in my life is absolutely haunting because i was retiring from the military and strangely enough, I was trying to retire out of the military and I got involved in tattooing as, as a profession. And, uh, and so I'm at this point of my life where I, I'm trying to make sense and trying to move forward, uh, or I guess, you know, just reinvent myself in some way. And this idea of Force Blue, uh, it absolutely made sense to me. And, and you have to understand, you know, coming from the military, particularly special operations, is a very uh, tribe-like uh, world that is based off of physicality and, and uh, you know, at the highest volumes of, of, of this world. And uh, whether that's halo, you know, parachuting and haloing into objectives at night or scuba diving or using oxygen rebreathers to access different locations to do specific mission sets and, and all this, um, you know, Force Blue was critical in that for myself because it allowed me uh, to, one, continue a meaningful relationship with others in my life that had shared some of those experiences with me. But also, it, it, it gave me this really beautiful medium to understand that the things that I've been taught, the things that I've mastered throughout my adult life can be repurposed for something that is extremely positive, you know, versus projecting violence, I can use these things to protect 
and and rehabilitate things outside of myself. And I think that's the beauty of Sports Blue. And it's something that fell short on me in my service, uh, you know, of the country. I was, I was in the military within special operations for 25 years in the active duty component. You know, I've deployed a dozen times, uh, you know, to combat deployments, um, you know, and, you know, to do something that, that teaches me matter of factly the power of service outside of the military service and how important that is to our lives. You know, it's like we have to heal others to heal ourselves. And what more beautiful way could you find than to attempt to, you know, you know, salvage and protect the ocean. And in a way that has this very meaningful way that comes back to us in our lives, in our personal lives and heals us and protects us and gives us this, this, you know, new mission in life. It's, it's, it's brilliant in concept. And again, it affected me at the most critical time of my life as I was leaving the service. Well, I, I love that phrase. There's so much good stuff there, but I love the phrase you said about, Know, healing others to heal ourselves. I, I, in preparation for this, I, I read something the other day that said it's better to be um, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And what I took from that to say that you know the skill sets that you have um, or we that make you a good war fighter in these extreme conditions are, are you know are, you talk about extreme violence, but it. When you step away from that, that that environment to another environment, the, the, the garden, you need to be able to um, contain that. You know, the, yes, you have the ability to be extremely violent, or and I know in your case you're also a, a lifesaver. And uh, but then, how do you repurpose those skills in the garden and creativity? I love the idea of the creativity as well as a tattoo artist to be able to be, you know, be a creative man and unleash that creativity in a different in a different sphere. What what would you say to veterans? And I think you may have covered some of this. Stepping away from a life of service, and at that point again, wondering what are what value do I have in a civilian world? I have all of this. This immense experience and um, you know service background in these very challenging contexts, and there's a sense of you know the civilian world would never understand me. What what advice would you have to those those, those veterans stepping away from that? Yeah, it's interesting, Liam. You know, like when you think of someone who has spent a you know 20 plus years in the service, um, and particularly special operations. You know, it's like all of that. You know, our are somewhat lost on us you know all of us as individuals you know like we cannot see the forest for the trees you know it's very hard to see um, the experience and the value that that has or how to carry on when that mission set is is set down when when you move on when you move on from the military or when you move on from a career to another career it's like you know who you are often is lost on us. We don't understand the value of our experiences. And what I would be willing to say is there's something that's very powerful that Jim alluded to, and I think you brought it up, uh, Liam, at the inception of this conversation. Uh, there's something very powerful in dichotomy. You know, everyone's heard the term opposites attract, you know, but uh, there's something so powerful about that. Uh, and I think many servicemen, they don't allow themselves to be changed by their experiences. 
you know, you see people that get broken by their experiences, but allow those events and experiences to change you for the better. And, and that's one of the things that, that, you know, force blue allows servicemen and women to do. Um, you know, I think that there's such powerful dichotomy, uh, you know, just in the, in the thought of saying, let's take these, you know, green conservationists. You would think that that's such a, um, uh, an odd mix, but what's interesting is we have a lot of very similar values in selflessness, um, in, you know, fighting for things that cannot particularly fight for themselves. Uh, all those, that resolve and intention is very similar in those two different groups of people. Uh, but in the question that you just asked me, I think that the most profound thing that I think a veteran can do when they leave the service is to allow those experiences to change them and be very conscious in the way that that has changed you. You know, look deeply into your subconscious and try to extrapolate those things and say, well, okay, I've done this. I need to do something that's completely different to find out more of who I am and how these things have changed me. And so, you know, I think that the best thing, like a lot of my dear friends that have, uh, uh, that, you know, have served with me, you know, over decades uh, of the global war on terror at the highest levels of special operations, my advice to them is to get a job gardening. You know, you mentioned that too, Liam, you know, it's like, it's, it's go get a job that is completely different than who you think you are, because the experiences that you have absorbed over decades of service have immense value. It's just they're lost on you. But if you can find something that's a bit of a dichotomy to the things that you think you are, and you can find a way that that, that caves away in a very courageous way and you embrace that risk, it's extremely fertile soil. And, and that's, that's definitely what Force Blue has done for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, just to find, you know, service beyond yourself. You know, we have to serve things greater than ourselves. You know, there's a thing called social fitness as well. You know, you could be the greatest, you know, athlete in the world, but there's something to health. There's something to vitality and health that is being around other human beings and being uncomfortable and serving something larger than yourself. And when you do that, that's, that's a very key to true vitality and livelihood. And that's what we've done here with Force Blue. Uh, again, you're dripping with wisdom. I love the way you, you keep uh, you mentioning things which you said I've said, and you articulate it far more clearly than I managed to do in the question with, with great words like dichotomy. Thank you. Um, and the other thing that you... I feel it's really coming came across. You mentioned about courage. And I think you said um, the risk, to take risk with courage. And I realized, you know, as a serviceman myself, coming with 10 years ago now, that we're, we, we look at courage in a certain currency in the, in the military. We know that. We know physical courage. We know what you know, that, that looks like. But what we're talking about here is a different type of courage, that same, probably drawing from the same well, but that, the courage to do something different, to step outside who you have been and take those risks in a different context and maybe uh, you know, serving something something else it, it is a route to healing is what I'm hearing. Is that, is that fair? Oh, yeah, 100%, Liam. You know, it's, it's, you know we think of that, that straightforward courage to, to you know, do something that could potentially risk your livelihood or your life. 
but uh, many times when you do that, you know, it creates, that's the magic of this world is to embrace risk and to do that with courage and virtue. When you do that, that is the elixir of life right there, you know, and, and, uh, and that's, again, you know, you can do that in a financial, you know, that, that applies to all layers this conscious material world that we live in, you know, and, and uh, whether that's, you know, uh, you know, in a financial sense with investments, uh, with believing in someone or a company or an advisor or, you know, believing in something that, that, you know, you, you're not sure how it's going to end up, but you have a trust in yourself and in, in uh, Zen philosophy, there's this term, it's like jump and the net will appear. Uh, and, and that's, that's something that, that's kind of like a round of what we're talking about here, but it's uh, it's a very beautiful thing, and it's very, you know, I, I believe that's I'm, I'm attracted to that in life, and uh, that's not only what's brought me to Force Blue, but to us having the conversation with you right now. That's really helpful. I think it, it also speaks to what we you know, at UBS. One of the things we do with families, but also our, our clients, is try and help them understand what what risk look like can look like both in a family context and we're sometimes afraid to have difficult conversations or afraid to talk to people about certain things but taking that risk can sometimes uh, really bring some really positive results I also remember again from when I left the army I thought I understood risk but I realized when I was in the services you know I had a house paid for by the military I had a <laughs> job was, my job was never really at risk yes you know I put myself in risky places but Financial risk was very different, and I wasn't used to that financial risk, and it had created a different kind of anxiety. Having to find a job and you know all, all of those things was it was a very different type of risk. Um, final question for both of you: um, I know you guys have a really good relationship with the NFL, and I recently read a commencement speech by Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Denver Broncos, and I thought it had some really good resonance for, for you, the military community because he said. Legacy isn't something you leave behind. It's something you build day. Sorry, you build every day and encourage us to act as if you matter. And one of the things we've been searching around here, sometimes as a as a veteran, you you leave, you don't feel like you're math, you matter. With that in mind, how would you describe your own legacy, and what role has Force Blue? and your family played in, in shaping it. Do you want to um, uh, kick us off with that one, Jim, first? Sure. I mean, uh, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think, uh, I think legacy is a dynamic. It's not a static thing. It's not a photo album of you that you leave your kids or, uh, you know, an inheritance or anything like that. It's a, it's a way of looking at the world, a way of behaving, a way of, of, of valuing things. Right. So, I mean, I always go back to my own father, who was World War II veteran, uh, part of the greatest generation, had an amazing business career uh, after he got out of the service. And one of the things he always imparted to, to me was he would say, be famous, uh, was his advice. And what he meant by that wasn't be a celebrity or be an influencer or have, you know, your, your photo uh, all over the paper or anything like that. What he meant was um, do something that matters, right? Be 
be the person that then your kids will say, this was my father's attitude. This was my father's intent. And I think Roger talks about intentionality a lot. He mentioned it a little bit earlier. He phrased when we talk about legacy, what was your intent? You know, were you here to have a great job, have a great family, and, and you know, die with loved ones around you? That's great, and that's, that's an important legacy for a lot of people. But if you have the ability to go out and do something bigger, you know, I think you have the responsibility to do it. And, and that's, you know, that's how I view uh, legacy. What I want, my legacy, I want my kids to be able to say someday that, you know, may not have succeeded on all fronts, but my father really tried to uh, make a lasting impact and, and to make the world a better place while he was here. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Well, I, you know, from what I've learned to Force Blue, it is having that impact. It's bringing these communities together, and we haven't, we barely touched upon the the environmental impact that it's having in these the places where you're working and restoring coral reefs. And there's that double impact, and so uh, you you are certainly being being famous in in my view. Roger, what about what? Would, how do you respond to the same question? Well, I mean, it, that's an amazing question, and, and uh, as Jim was speaking, my mind was just lighting up in all these different directions, you know, and the immediate response that I have uh, with legacy is a term that uh, is very uh, uh, common, commonly used in the special operations community, is it's not about you. That's the most important thing, and that goes back to the power of service as a keystone to vitality. Um, and I could go down many rabbit holes with this, but, uh, you know, with legacy, you know, I mean, I myself am, am a father. I've got two sons. My oldest son is a machine gunner in the Marine Corps right now, and he's currently deployed. Uh, my younger son, Oz, is 18, and Oz has grown up uh, through his most fruitful adolescent years uh, with the organization of Force Blue and the men and women within it. And they, he, I mean, the members of Force Blue are some of the closest people in our lives. And, uh, you know, that legacy, I was thinking about the, the, the legacy term, you know, it's like, uh, I'm, my, my younger son, Oz, has cerebral palsy. He's nonverbal and he's also type one diabetic, but him and I go everywhere together. And, uh, one of the things that I talked to Jim about when I got involved with Force Blue, I was like, no matter what happens, I'm like, I have to involve my family. Because I realized after 25 years of special operations service, one of the things that was kind of separating me from my family is not only these combat deployments and all these things, but these surreal experiences. And I wanted to share those with my, my kids and my family. And uh, I've been able to do that with Oz. Uh, my son Oz, uh, he's, you know, he's a diver now. Uh, he loves and adores every one of the team members that he has in Force Blue. Um, and, you know, again, him just growing up in that tribe, that is the legacy, right? Like, it's not about me. It's what we can contribute and be a part of. Uh, one of the things that I've, I've believed strongly with in my life is you need to do very difficult things every day. And whether that's ice bathing or saunas or difficult physical workouts, um, but when you do, when you make ritual out of difficult things, Something as simple as, as ice bathing together 
or doing difficult workouts where you're struggling with the capacity or the load of the, the, the exercises and the efforts that you're doing. When you do that and you make ritual out of that, it improves every aspect of your life. You know, one of the big lies that we have in, in this world, specifically in, in the Western culture, is that comfort is success. Mm. That's a lie. And, and, and it's like, you know, it's whenever you're uncomfortable, it's when you're in pain and that you're hurting, that's when you grow. Growth is success. And to share that with like-minded individuals for something larger than yourself, that is legacy. You know, it's not about us. It's about serving mm. something beyond us. And that's what I truly feel legacy is. And Force Blue, again, I mean, it's just, it's, it's created a culture that will live on beyond us. And that's one of the things that Jim and I, you know, when we, we would talk and, and uh, from our earliest conversations of Force Blue to where we are now, you know, it, it, uh, one of the, the keys to the success is we realize this is going to outlive us. And that's a very beautiful thing. A lot of that has to do with the tenacity that Jim and the others on an administrative side have put into the organization, but also this passion and this purpose that all of the operators, all the special operators bring to that as well. It creates a culture that is self-sustaining, and that is the legacy. Service beyond ourselves, that, that's how we sustain the legacy. That is extremely powerful. As you're talking, my, my head was lighting up in terms of one of the components – I heard you saying about you know, doing hard things, but doing it together in community. And one of the things we try and do with OBS is we, we bring clients together who want to be philanthropic and do hard things and, and do, it, do it together in community and learn together. Uh, we also work with uh, clients. And one of the things I notice, you know, we're, we're all sort of do the same things. We insulate our children from some of the challenges or the difficulties in life that we may have experienced. And in the result, we deny them that opportunity to grow. They deny them that opportunity to overcome challenge. So I don't think I'll get the idea of taking ice baths together across the line in terms of recommendations <laughs> to families. But I, I love that sentiment of idea of, you know, doing, doing hard things together, but also not, not, you know, and rejecting comfort as, as, as the option of, of, or the ideal of success. It's really, it's really powerful. Jim and Roger, it's been invigorating and inspiring listening to your stories and learning about Force Blue. I would like to take the opportunity to say thank you for your service and for the work you are undertaking to support our veterans in such meaningful work and ensuring the marine life we have is not taken for granted and will be there for future generations to enjoy. I also want to thank our listeners for sharing in this journey with Jim and Roger. Each month, we will be publishing a new episode of Living Your Legacy, which will explore inspiring stories on how others have worked towards defining and contributing to their legacies. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreement 
statements and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary or ask your UBS Financial Advisor for a copy.